And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones. And we're transmitting live from our station, twave.tv, twitcasting.tv, and our various networks. So we thank you for tuning in for today's program. Hey, today we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 12, talking about God's mighty angels' revelation of the future, the second part of our program. And of course, our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537 for you to text in your questions or your comments. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to study Daniel. We just pray you'll open up your understanding to us so that we may know you better. Bless all those listening in your precious name. Amen. Again, you're tuning to the truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we're looking at Daniel chapter 12. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. And of course, we want to encourage you to pray for our programs and to be part of our prayer partners. If you would like to join our prayer partner team, give us a call at 305-992. 9537. And of course, we also want to encourage you to check out the Calvary Chapel University here on our website. For those of you that are seeking to continue in your education, take part of these wonderful resources. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Great to always be on. Thanks for having me. Super excited about today's program, Nathan, as we've been making our way through the book of Daniel. So but before we continue, uh, we've been having these crazy weather storms uh, around the United States of America, snow and places buried in the snow. How's Texas? Uh, Texas, it's, brother, we're in the 70s this week, so it has uh, been strange here as well. It's extra warm. Nathan, so your weather is much like Florida. I am so glad for that. Yeah. Yeah, except you get the balmy paradise and we get the uh, dried prairie. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I'm excited because you're going to be visiting us in a few days and you're going to enjoy the paradise with me. I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the conference at North Hylia Baptist Church. Uh, it's the, this weekend and here in, uh, well, let's see, is it February? No, it's still January. <laughs> the 29th, 30th, and 31st at North Hylia Baptist Church in Hylia. And uh, Brother Don Perkins and I will both be doing the preaching, and we'll also have a Q&A session at the end. I hope people can come out. I hope all the folks on Calvary Chapel Aventura can also come out. Absolutely, Nathan. I'm definitely going to be there visiting you, so it's going to be very exciting. And yeah, for anyone that is tuned in, if you live here in the South Florida Hialeah area, make sure you reach out to North Hialeah Baptist Church, 305-821. 4021 is their phone number, and they're located at 5800 Palm Avenue, Hialeah, Florida, 33012. Just GPS that address and be part of the conference. That's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right, Nathan? Yes, it is. Uh, two sessions each night, starting at 7 o'clock. Exciting, exciting. Thank you so much. So, yeah, Nathan, we're, we're, we're preparing the Florida hospitality for you here. Some Café con Leche oh. Cubano. Brother, I'm looking forward to it. A little bit of paradise in the middle of winter. Oh, that is awesome. And Nate, also, can you share with us just your contact information again there for Lamb Lion, just in case someone is new to the ministry? Sure. Uh, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Folks can find out more about us on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. 
Then we have a wealth of information, many, many articles in our magazine, The Lamplighter, written by our founder, Dr. David Reagan. We also have our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast all over the world. Social networks, an e-newsletter you can sign up for, a blog. Brother, we just have so much information. We want to teach people about the wonders of, of the Bible and come visit us, ChristandProphecy.org. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And yeah, anybody tuned in, if you want to have Nathan come share at your location. Nathan, you not only do radio interviews, I just caught another one that you did there, a wonderful interview about Gog and Magog, and um, exciting. You also get to share all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I was on Cindy Hartline's show up in Philadelphia. She's a real blessing, loves the Bible, loves the Lord, and uh, has a really good program. Tell everybody about T-Wave, uh, and uh, I think our program is awesome, too. And brother, why do you tell people, because you might not know about they know about this program, but you have other programs, right? Well, absolutely, Nathan. As you know, uh, the Lord has blessed us here with uh, this wonderful station. And we have uh, also the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy uh, School of Ministry uh, TV Radio Edition. And we are, we've launched a um, Bible Prophecy School of Ministry. Primarily, there's a lot of Calvary chapels that have Bible colleges, but none of them offer a certificate or any kind of degree in biblical prophecy. So we're launching that. And getting students uh, prepared and hopefully integrating that into the uh, Bible colleges in the Calvary Chapel. So I've been going around, visiting many Calvaries, their Bible prophecy events and conferences to uh, see how we can link together and, and teach students. Right, Nathan? How, raise a new generation because you and I agree that when we go to Bible prophecy conferences, most of the heads are white there. Where are the younger people? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that they're watching and listening like uh, we're doing now. But uh, you're right, when it comes to actual conferences, uh, you don't see very many people under 30 there, maybe even under 40. So and that's a, a, a sad testament. But it might also be a sign that we are moving into new technologies, new ways of, of evangelizing. And I believe the youth culture, and I consider us the youth culture as well, I can dream here. Are, uh, <laughs> part of uh, more of an online uh, type instead of actually physically attending. Yes, yes. Well, and Nathan, I had an opportunity to uh, briefly talk with Tommy Ice about that. And how can we prepare, uh, you know, younger people to be able to study and teach uh, eschatology, biblical prophecy? And one of the areas that we feel is to get them... Um, uh, like in the Bible colleges, uh, offering these type of courses so that these younger students will be feel well-equipped to then be able to uh, teach and learn more about eschatology. Well, the Bible prophecy is 31% of the Bible. I mean, you're talking almost a third of the Bible is prophecy. That's very important. Obviously, God is telling us something. He wants us to know about his plan for the ages. He wants to know how it turns out. And I'll give you the, I'll tell you how it ends. He wins. And because he wins, we win too. And it's a real shame when churches and seminaries don't focus, uh, or at least cover, I mean, even mention some of these prophetic books unless they're just glancing over them for an Old Testament class or something. Mm. It's very important that we have a comprehensive view of what God is doing. And the reason is that God wants us to know. Yes. He doesn't want us to, to not know. He wants us to know. He wants to give us hope. So, brother, I'm very happy to hear about your school and I just hope it takes off and, and lots of churches and seminaries pick up these teachings and so people have that hope as well like we have. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, and that's exciting. You and I were talking about this last week in Daniel chapter 12, and we talked about a, an increase of knowledge. And of course, today we have an increase of technology, an increase of opportunities, and we just want to make the best of, of those. And uh, I'm just excited 
for the opportunities that God has given to us. So that's why I'm excited, Nathan, as you continue to take us through Daniel uh, chapter 12, as we're getting ready to close that chapter uh, again, that the Holy Spirit will use you powerfully and us to uh, encourage those out there that are listening. So would you be able, Nate, to maybe recap for us a little bit of Daniel 12 before we continue there in uh, chapter 12, verses 5 through 7? Certainly, certainly. Well, it begins with the story of the final battle, Armageddon, at the end of the tribulation, and how God has the archangel Michael as the defender of Israel, and how the defender of Israel will be there to protect Israel as much as possible against the Satan and his forces until Jesus comes back. And then when Jesus comes back, that's it. He defeats Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet. He defeats all evil and he sets up his kingdom. He restores the world and we get into the kingdom. Now, this is a lot to throw on Daniel. This angel's been going, you know, right, for three chapters. <laughs> all this happened in the future. And then Daniel's probably so excited and he wants to run off and tell at least his buddy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But no, the angel says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. And many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Now, there's a timing clue here. It says time of the end or end times. That's a key phrase that the Bible uses over and over and over again to point to when this will happen. And it will happen at the end of the age, just before Jesus Christ returns. And he said two things are going to happen that will make the understanding of this prophecy make more sense. One, many shall run to and fro, in other words, travel will increase greatly, and two, knowledge shall increase. In other words, people will learn more and understand Bible prophecy more as well. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, I I definitely uh, agree with that because as we see, it's just we see an increase now. We see more of an excitement, at least in our part, in understanding biblical prophecy as the Holy Spirit is revealing things to us. And it is very exciting to be able to have that insight, especially when we see all the signs of the times and the things that are developing all around us. We see uh, this right there being revealed right before us, this incredible increase of knowledge. So I want to thank you for that. And Nate, yeah, if you can take us through by reading there chapter, uh, chapter 12, verses 5 through 7 and We'll just continue to make our way through these incredible verses, you know? Okay, verse 5 then starts. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on that riverbank. And one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long shall fulfillment of these wonders be? And then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time times and half a time and when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered all these things shall be finished whoa you know nathan uh we we looked at these incredible and, and it goes back to the riverbanks and it, it to me it's amazing how all the a lot of these prophecies here in daniel have something to do with the riverbanks <laughs> yeah yeah well you know daniel was in, in exile up in babylon and babylon runs along the euphrates river so the only river that daniel would think about would be the Euphrates River, which today runs uh, just uh, through Baghdad. Amazing. You know, Nathan, also, uh, one of the things that I notice here is that I what caught my attention, and, and I know there's a lot in this passage, but I also noticed there uh, in verse 6 how he's, at, he's asking the question, uh, again, how long shall the fulfillment of these things be? And, and this all, it always seems that way, that throughout history, people always want to know, 
uh, when is this going to occur? What, how do we know we're close? And here we find that those questions again. Well, kind of uh, makes me laugh that that's what stood out to you. What stood out to me was this guy is above the waters. <laughs> he's not on, on one side. He's, he's above the waters. In other words, he's hovering, brother. He's flying. He's, he's an angel is what we're talking about here. So as we go through the, the different angels of Daniel, that's what struck me. I mean, Daniel's having a conversation with a guy that's hovering above the waters. You know, so to me, that would be more a thing. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the angels are all sitting there talking to each other. And one of them says, well, how long shall the fulfillment of these be? And then the angel swears uh, by him who lives, in other God, and it'll be for what's called a time, times, and half a time. Now, this can be confusing to people. You have to look at other parts in the Bible where this reference is to know what it means. Uh, we were told earlier in Daniel about Daniel's 70th week. It's a, a seven-year-long time block, and he describes it in a number of ways. Uh, Daniel 9.27 says it's just seven years, it's tribulation time period. Half of it, the time of what's called the Great Tribulation, the time that really affects the Jewish people, right. earlier in chapter 12, uh, is time, time, and half the time, which we also see in Revelation 12, 14. Or it consists of two 1,260-day periods, which we read in Revelation 11, 3, and Revelation 11, 2, and 13, 5 also say it's two 42-month periods. So we know time, times, and half the time, by looking at these other references, means times, Two years, time one year, and half the time half a year. So that adds up to uh, seven years. Three and a half years. Uh, your math test. Oh Three no! So what he's talking about, this angel, is that this great tribulation, this particular time period when it begins with the Antichrist persecuting the Jewish people to the end of the tribulation, will be exactly three and a half years, or one thousand two hundred and sixty days or 42 months of 30 days each, they all add up to 1,260 days. That's the second half of the tribulation. The first half is primarily a, a punishment on Gentiles by God as the Antichrist conquers the world and the judgments come down. But by the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist has put his attention on Jerusalem. He's desecrated the temple. The Jews uh, fled because he set up what's called the abomination of desolation. In other words, he wants people to worship him in the new temple that they're going to build. And so the Jewish people are suffering, and Michael is protecting them. And that's for the second half of the tribulation, which the Bible also calls the Great Tribulation. Nathan, I was never good in math, so you got me there again. I was thinking, Nathan, you know what's interesting, too? In the book of Revelation, we also talk a lot about these periods of times, right? Revelation 13, Revelation 12, or Revelation 11. And it's dividing the seven year into uh, two periods, in a, in a sense. Three and a half years and another three and a half. Right, and that's what you were thinking, brother. You got the answer right. I, I know, but, but for the time, time, and half the time, that that part is three and a half years, and there's the two of them: the first half of the tribulation and the second half. And now I don't know why the angel just couldn't say three and a half years. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's tied back to the point where <clears throat> shut up these words until the end, when knowledge shall increase. In other words, Dan, you're not going to understand this. When the knowledge increases, in other words, when God reveals it in Revelation to John almost 600 years later, then that will start filling in the gaps and we'll start understanding better what the time is. So Daniel is left not understanding the time, confused about what's going on, and uh, but he, he gets a picture and he shares that picture and brother, 2,500 years later, 
you and I are reading the message of the angel gave Daniel. Pretty neat, huh? I love it. Well, Nathan, you know, that's what we love about the Bible and the accuracy. And I believe one of the things that we're taught is patience to wait. But when the Lord said things are going to happen, they are going to happen. It's today. People are wondering, well, is the rapture going to happen or not? Or is it just a fairy tale? Well, the Bible tells us in Peter, right, Nathan, that sometimes with the Lord, one day says a thousand years, and a thousand years is is, is, is as a day. So we've only been waiting like two and a half days, right? <laughs> yeah, in God's perspective, when you're eternal, what is it? Uh, century, or millennium, right? Matter of fact, it's so confusing to Daniel. He's listening to these angels talk, and they're like all shaking their heads, and yeah, yeah. Daniel's like, uh, although I heard, I did not understand. And I said, well, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? So you feel like Daniel's kind of the odd man out there. These angels are sitting here, you know, talking about heavenly things that they understand, but Daniel doesn't. So Daniel interjects and says, you know, my Lord, when shall the end of these things happen? Lord Littlecase, of course, he's not talking to Jesus. And so, yeah, Daniel is confused, as many of us can be today if we don't study all Bible prophets. Right. And, and well, also, Nathan, if we don't observe the signs of the times, I mean, there's a lot of signs around us telling us, uh, you know, when these things are going to occur, we are that generation. I mean, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, right? So it shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. And Nathan, we're seeing a lot of that right now. <laughs> we are, we are. In fact, and it's a shame, too, because people take verse 9 to, to mean that forever. He says, and he said, the angel replied, is replying to Daniel, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Yes. In other words, Daniel, you're not going to understand. Now, unfortunately, there's many Christians today who read that and say, Oh, it's sealed up time of the end. I don't understand it. I'm not even going to bother. And it's, no, 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 no. That's not the case. The angel earlier said, You will understand when people travel more and knowledge shall increase. And so that's the time we're living in. And like you said, that's the sign, two of the signs of the end times. An increase in travel and an increase in knowledge. And brother, do we live in a time of increased travel and knowledge? I mean, think about it. What was the primary transportation a hundred years ago? Uh, horses, Nathan. Yeah, you can watch ancient, well, I don't say ancient, but really old videos from the 19-teens. And even though there were some cars on the streets, the primary mode of travel was horse and carriage. Still, right. in 1916. Uh, planes, you know, they've barely been beginning to be used for World War One. Now, brother, we have rockets, we can travel continentally, we go up to outer space. You know, travel is not, when I come visit you this weekend, the flight is only two hours. If I drove it, it'd be three days. So it is amazing when you think about the amount of travel that we have today. And if you, yeah, and if you walk... a time period where we can understand these things. Yeah, and if you walked it, Nathan, I won't see you till next year. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you made a good point it's like we, we pray that anyone tuned in will recognize how amazing this is in such a short time where we've come and i mean uh, in the uh, we, we sort of went into the future here and when daniel is talking about you and i are seeing these things i mean can you imagine communicating with someone around the world nathan by sending a text message instantly and someone around the world received that communication that's amazing take it for granted. Brother, just 20 years ago, when you think about it, the internet was just taking off and people were sending paper notes to each other. You know, and who does that now? It's just unthinkable that how much knowledge of travel has increased, communication has increased, and I believe the Lord's using it to evangelize. As a matter of fact, you read verse 10, it says, 
Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Mm. It's talking about a time of great evangelism because we have so many of these communication technologies to reach people for Christ that we are at a point now where we're seeing the gospel spread all over the world, evangelism spread all over the world, but we're also seeing wickedness increase all over the world too, I promise, especially in this last few years with ISIS rising and atheism rising and all these different forces against God rising. And it says the wicked shall, none of the wicked shall understand. In other words, brother, you have to have the Holy Spirit living in you. You have to be saved to understand what these prophecies are saying. And it's true. The world looks at Bible prophecy and they laugh and say, that's ridiculous and that's stupid and they make fun of it. But the Bible is very clear that you need to be a Christian to understand prophecy. You know, Nathan, you made such a good point, and that's why we pray for anyone that is tuned in. Maybe you're listening or, uh, to the program, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's the Holy Spirit has to open your hearts and your minds so that you will be able to make sense of things. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord... Uh, we would love to share with you how you can begin the relationship. Of course, in a few minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to do so. But you're, you're right, Nathan. It has to be the work of the Holy Spirit, much like when someone that doesn't have a relationship with God tries to read the Bible. It's gibberish. It's like Greek to them. And uh, But then when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of them and open up their eyes, suddenly these, these scriptures start to leap out of the Bible, and they're able to understand Exactly. It's funny you say Greek because uh, the New Testament was written in Greek, so it is Greek to many people. <laughs> Praise the Lord, we have part of that increase in knowledge is all the different translations we have today. I mean, think about it. The Latin Vulgate, you could only get the Bible in Latin for 1,100 years until Luther translated the Latin into German. And then after that, it was translated to English, and now we have Bibles. I mean, it used to be the common man didn't even have a Bible. They were changed to the pulpit of the Catholic Church, and the common man who couldn't even read through most of the Dark Ages, uh, you know, had no access to the Bible. But now, brother, everybody has access to the Bible, either online, or those of us who have like 10 sitting on our shelves, yes. Bibles all over the place. So there is no excuse not to know the Word of God. Now, for Daniel, it was a little more difficult, uh, because here the angels tell him, ah, sorry, Daniel, you're not at a point in, your, in history where you can quite understand all this, but today, as we see all the prophetic pieces coming together, we can understand it as well. Excellent point. You know, Nathan, I, I really liked what you said. The wise, uh, I like it says, my, it doesn't say might understand. It says shall understand. And we get wisdom. Uh, I mean, look at the book of Proverbs, right? How do we get wisdom? It's with our relationship with the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And, and, and you do have to have a relationship with God. Wow, you have a great point. We kind of skip over these little words there, but it's true. It doesn't say might understand, right? It says it shall understand. Now, the angel then has something uh, that's a little more challenging. He gives Daniel a little more detail here in verse 11 through 13. He says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, and the abomination of desolation is set up, there should be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. But you... Go your way to the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. And so here the angel does give him a few more clues, but brother Daniel doesn't understand them at all, and it's very challenging for us today as well.
Well, Nathan, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a, just a few verses, but there's a lot of information there because we're, we're jumping in history, uh, I mean, thousands of years. And uh, Daniel, like you mentioned, I mean, back then, they were still also riding around in horses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right. There's a lot of prophetic meat in there. And you have to understand the other prophetic books of Revelation. But to translate, when it's talking about the daily sacrifice, it's saying that one day the Jewish people will have control of the Temple Mount fully. There won't be a Dome of the Rock up there. There will just be the Temple. And that they will build a third Temple. And it's already, all the construction is ready to go to the Temple Institute, ready to build it. And they will set up the sacrificial system again, because Judaism, it's a, they believe in the sacrificial system still. They haven't accepted the Messiah yet. Right. At the middle of that, the seven years, the, after the first time, time and half a time, there will be what's called the abomination of desolation. Brother, we read about that in Daniel 11, how Antiochus Epiphanes, the, the Greek, he came in and he desecrated the temple, he all, uh, sacrificed a pig on, and he put up a statue of Zeus, the Antichrist will do the same thing. He will set up an abomination of desolation, he will desecrate the temple, and he will set up a statue that's called a living image of himself to be worshipped. You know, Nathan, I believe Matthew twenty four fifteen and also Revelation 11 around there speak about that, right? This abomination of desolation. Yeah, yeah, Jesus brought it up. So this, Jesus again confirms the book of Daniel by quoting the book of Daniel. Uh, but it's interesting next up, Luke, 1,260 days, and all of a sudden now we're given two new days. We're given 1,290 days and then 1,335 days, which is 75 days more than the 1,260 days. And I think, like you said, you have to go to Matthew 25 to understand that there is a judgment coming uh, called the sheep goat judgment, where when Jesus returns and defeats his enemies, he will judge those who remain alive at the end of the tribulation. And those who are deemed sheep are the righteous ones who have accepted them as Savior. And they will go and live in their earthly bodies into the millennial kingdom. And those dubbed goats will be sent to Hades and uh, torments to await final punishment at the end of the millennial kingdom. Now, that's a lot of theology to throw at you. But that's what believed is those extra 75 days are meant for Jesus to judge the world and then start rebuilding the world and purifying it for the millennial kingdom. That they... It's a speculation, but I think it's a good speculation that fits in these extra days he's given. And, verse 13, the angel tells Daniel that he's going to rest. In other words, he's going to die. But he will rise for his inheritance at the end of the day. So it gives us a clue there that when people ask, well, when will the Old Testament saints be raptured and resurrected? They will be at the end of the days, which is at the end of the tribulation. So that's the time of the Old Testament saints and what's called the tribulation saints. Those who are born in the tribulation will be resurrected. Nathan, that's a very good point. You know, if we read regarding the rapture in First Thessalonians chapter 4, and at the ending of First Thessalonians, it talks about the, the resurrection and those that have died. And it says, therefore, comfort one another uh, with these words. Uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.17, um, it says that we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So you're right, and the, the, the loved ones that die in the Old Testament are also going to uh, be, in a sense, resurrected, and so will we. And this here tells us the timing in Daniel for them, you know? It does, it does. Uh, people always wonder, what, what about the rapture of the Old Testament saints? If the New Testament church saints are raptured before the tribulation, 
So what about the Old Testament saints? And this is a clue here that Daniel, his people, his Old Testament faithful, will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation. And Nathan, of course, and in 1 Corinthians 15, it talks to us about this resurrected body that we're going to have, right? So it's going to be awesome. Yes, no sickness, no death, no pain, no sorrow, no, no tears. Superpowered, uh, I'm hoping it can fly, but Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, if we're made in, in the likeness of the Son of the Man from heaven, in other words, Jesus Christ, then our resurrected bodies would be like Jesus' resurrected bodies. And brother, that's exciting. That's right. You know, Nathan, uh, one of the things that we want to encourage those that are listening, here the Bible talks about uh, a certain rest in verse 13, but you go your way to the end. For you, again, and here's that word shall. It's not might, it's not could, but it says you shall rest and you will rise up. In other words, we see a promise. We see something that you can count on. We see something that you can look forward to. And Nathan, we're looking to resting in heaven, right? That we are, brother. That we are. I'm looking for the rest, not just during the millennial kingdom, which is defined as a time of rest, but our heavenly rest. No more war, no more suffering, no more tribulation, no more persecution. Just the peace with God, the building and the construction and the growth and learning about the Lord throughout eternity. Man, I look forward to that peace so much. And you know, Nathan, and I believe that is the hope that the Bible talks about that we have. And, and that is the hope that we want to offer uh, for anyone that is tuned in to listening. Maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Man, we want to give you an opportunity to be able to enter into that rest, to be able to experience that peace and that joy that Nathan and I are talking about. And for those of you out there that don't have a relationship with the Lord, would you consider starting that relationship right now so that you might be able to enter into the Lord's rest. And you know, Nate, I know we only have about a minute or two left to the program, but would you be able maybe to share an invitation to anyone that is tuned in and how they can start that relationship with the Lord and enter that rest? Well, they can start a relationship with the Lord by putting their faith and trust in Him, by accepting Jesus as the Son of God and Savior, a feeling of sorrow, repentance for your sin, a turning away from your sin, a changing of the mind. Uh, sorrow is involved, but it's, it's a changing, a surrender. Think of that. It's a surrendering of your life to Christ. And you can pray from your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises to do just that. He will forgive you of your sins. He will take away your guilt. And you will have the hope and the promise of the future with Jesus Christ. And that's an exciting thing to have. Praise the Lord. And again, for those of you that may be considered uh, and pray this prayer from wherever you are, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to give us a call, 305-992-9537. Let us know that you prayed to receive the Lord. And we would love to give you uh, more information regarding this wonderful relationship that you started so that you can continue to grow in the knowledge and in the faith uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, Nathan, this is just an amazing, amazing passage. Daniel chapter 12. I mean, uh, it took us a while. You and I were looking at God's mighty angels uh, prophetically as they were revealing these prophecies uh, to Daniel. Daniel, like you said, goes hand in glove with the book of Revelation. Any words of encouragement to any anyone tuned in, maybe Bible students out there, in terms of how they can continue to grow in their knowledge of biblical prophecy? Read. <laughs> yeah. Read the read the, the, the parts of the Bible that, that have biblical prophecy. And uh, to understand it, again, come to our website, lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. We have tons of material explaining it. Go to Calvary's uh, Biblical School of Prophecy and, and learn from those courses. There are so many resources out there that we can 
we want you to have so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Nathan, you, uh, and as we close, you, you share something very basic. And some people might say, read, that's it? Well, Revelation 1, right? Revelation 1, 3 says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. So, Nathan, you and I, our eyes were open when we read the scriptures. It is amazing. That's a great verse, Vic, because it's a promise that if you read the prophecies of Revelation, you will be blessed. The Bible promises is that shall again, not might, like you said, but shall, that you will be blessed from studying Bible prophecy. Ooh, praise the Lord. Nathan Jones, wow, this is an amazing passage. And of course, for those of you who have been tuned in, we closed uh, the book of Daniel chapter 12 there with sort of like the Old Testament rapture, resurrection. And Lord willing, in the next few weeks, we're going to jump into First Thessalonians. And we're going to take that through First Thessalonians. And then we'll talk about uh, the rapture there in those wonderful small uh, books that Paul wrote and he taught these new believers just in a matter of maybe three weeks, First and Second Thessalonians, and, and 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 just how they can be encouraged with the coming of the Lord. So Nathan Jones, uh, we ran out of time, but what a pleasure it has been having you in the program, my bro. And I hope you have a great day. And Lord willing, I'll see you in the next few days. Looking forward to it. Thank you, brother, for taking us through the book of Daniel. It's been an awesome journey. Well, praise the Lord. It's been my pleasure. And for those of you that are tuned into the program, we thank you for tuning in. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. We say saying thank you for tuning in and keep your eyes up because the Lord it can come at any moment. Again, if we can pray for you, give us a call 305-992-9537. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. You all have a wonderful week. <music>